0: I didn't plan on getting so involved with yoga. I sort of stumbled into it. When I was a senior in high school, my brother Larry was attending the University of Virginia. The school is very large, so it can offer all sorts of fun electives. And there are enough students to fill even the most peculiar classes. During his first semester, Larry took kung fu and riflery. And in the second semester, he took skeet shooting and a class that helped train for a marathon. After the marathon, Larry's nipples were so chaped from rubbing against his sweaty shirt that he had to wear a band-aid on each side for a week. Larry's kung fu and riflery classes had us joking that he was covertly training for the CIA, but after the band-aids as well as a miniature golf elective, we dropped the joke. We couldn't see James Bond needing band-aids to protect nipple boo-boos. So at the end of my senior year of high school, sitting on my toy soldier-themed comforter, I was pre-registering for my Georgetown classes, and I wanted to round out my humanities and business courses with something similar to what Larry had taken at UVA. Georgetown is a smaller school, so fewer courses are offered. I was choosing between jazz dance, squash, step aerobics, and yoga. I selected yoga as the most exotic choice. Five months later, on day one of yoga class, I'm sitting on a long bench outside a classroom in Georgetown's Yace Athletic Building, waiting for the teacher to show up. This is 1989, so as you visualize the scene, incorporate lots of very tight spandex, neon sweatbands, leg warmers, and feathered hair. It will also help if you include a few members-only jackets and a pair of acid-washed jeans, and perhaps hum John Bon Jovi's I'll Be There For You, or Madonna's Like a Prayer as a quiet soundtrack. I'm waiting on the bench as woman after woman shows up. We've got freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, and grad students, and they're all women. No other men at all. I'm brand new to yoga, so I have no idea what's going on. I'm 17 years old and surrounded by 31 women, all wearing tight spandex. You'd think I'd feel great about this ratio, but frankly, I'm terrified. I wonder if I'm mistakenly sitting outside a woman's gathering of some sort. Perhaps menstruation in you, or a woman's guide to dating at Georgetown, or worst case scenario, aquatic jazzercise. size. Why were there no other men on the bench outside that yoga class? Answer, this was 1989 before many guys did yoga. Men can now hug and cry and do yoga and drink white wine and wear an apron and cook free-range chicken piccata. But in 1989, we were pretty much hemmed in between Al Bundy and Magnum PI, limited to watching televised sports, eating large pieces of meat, and drinking cheap beer stored in a small fridge next to the couch. Even with the skewed demographic on the wooden benches, before long, I knew I was indeed in the right place, waiting for a yoga class, because soon the yoga teacher showed up, and he was unmistakably the yoga teacher. Either that or he was from the drama department, and it comes straight from Georgetown's production of the Ten Commandments. Oscar even looked Indian to me, though I later found out he was Peruvian. He had a big Allen from the hangover beard, his clothes were all white, and he was wearing leather sandals. These days, stockbrokers, accountants, and off-duty construction workers proudly wear Birkenstocks. But back then, leather sandals on a man sent a very specific message. A message like, this man and these feet are free— as God made them, and this man thinks about foot health, and he likes to close his eyes and smile placidly as he breathes deeply in the fresh air. And he does not own a TV, and he certainly has not seen Michael Jordan's Nike commercials. Right before that first yoga class, I had been at the Georgetown University debate team building. I had not been recruited to Georgetown for debate, and I had not even contacted the coach. I was planning to be a walk-on to the team. But first I showed up anonymously to check it out. Really, I think I just wanted to make a dramatic entrance when I finally announced to the coach and to the team my true identity as debate royalty. Being debate champ of New Jersey is like being ice dancing champ of Russia. But during my anonymous tour of the place, I was appalled. One of the debaters, who resembled Draco Malfoy in every way, showed me around and informed me no one walks onto the Georgetown debate team. Then I sat with Coach Snape and I learned that debate team at Georgetown was a full-time gig, and that the people I met, including Severus and Draco, would be my new family. Here's a transcript of my thoughts as I left the meeting to rush off to my first yoga class.